Welcome back to Expressions of Destiny podcast. This is Jennifer. Today is Teachable Tuesday. This is when we talk about all things business. So let's get down to business. Today we are actually going to be tackling one of my favorite topics. I love this topic so much because um, it is so important to businesses. It, it We do what we do because we love it, because we have an idea, because we have a plan. We had this brilliant um, just experience of creating this thing that somebody needs and wants. But who is that person that needs it and wants it? It is the customer. And so today I want to break down just a couple of tips and things that would help um, when it comes to customer service, dealing with customers, dealing with those that put their faith and trust in us really on a daily basis when they buy our product. Um, they come to us to fulfill a need. And so it is so important the way that we treat them, the way that we welcome them, the way that we engage with them, um, but also the way that we we love on them and handle them, even in the moments where they might be upset. They may feel like they were betrayed. They may feel like something was taken from them. You know, we've all experienced this and it's not really either side's fault, but it is something that can be fixed and something that can be um, dealt with with a lot of care and attention. And so let's just dive into this. Um, for the sake of this episode, um, talking about customer service, I'm really going to use um, a business and a topic that is close to us here in our family. It is, it's not a big part of our business, but it is one of the smaller businesses that we manage um, day to day. And it's also something that a lot of people have taken to um, in the past years, especially during this time where everything has been shut down, um, there are people out there that realize that they have a gift and a talent to be creative. And so um, during the, the time that they've had away from their jobs, whether they were laid off or maybe they just um, were told to wait until it was time to come back in or maybe they had to work from home, um, a lot of people had to supplement their income during this time. And so they took to uh, what we all know as... Um, the creative online shop, which is Etsy. And um, I love this platform. I, I'm going... Okay, so I don't know if y'all heard that, but this is the joys and the beauties and the challenges of working from home. Um, in those moments where I might have to do a recording from my home office, it... The dogs. I apologize for the barking. The dogs. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. But let's go ahead and continue on this topic of customer service. Um, don't you just love podcasts? It's wonderful. You get to catch everything live. Um, so talking about Etsy and how it has really, really um, given people an opportunity to express themselves, to be creative, to do things that maybe they never really had time to do or think about doing um, because they were in a position, you know, where they had to work so many hours at their regular job. This has really busted open a whole new arena of um, just income for a lot of people. And I, and I don't really like to call it the side hustle. I know a lot of people use that word, and I've shared many times. Hustle, to me, is just racing and running and, and, and trying to do as much as you can to try to supplement that income. But I love to say that we are working with intention. And so I believe a lot of people really discovered their hidden talents and their gifts and their abilities or really had an opportunity to open up. So we're going to use Etsy because Etsy is one of the things that we do as a family aside from our employee um, coaching and 
and uh, customer service training. Um, my daughters and I, we love to run an Etsy store. Um, I We have our regular store, and then we have one that's more geared towards them so they can have their gaming apparel and more uh, positive you know, T-shirts for young ladies and uh, teenagers and moms. And so um, I will be referring to a lot of the things that we do within our Etsy store, how we work with our customers, maybe when we've had issues or problems um, or when we've just wanted to, you know, interact with them, send our messages to make sure that we're communicating with them. It does take time. But that personal experience is so important, no matter what size your company is. And I believe the, the, if we don't start at the ground level, knowing how to give that little bit of extra with, with every one of our customers, as we grow and we begin to grow too quickly, we forget about that personal element. And it is so important to make them feel like they are so appreciated for even trusting your business. So that if that means that as you get to that corporate level and you are just, you know, 500 plus employees, um, you know, considered a, a large business, no longer a small business, then if you hire people to take care of that end, that's going to be a, a, a very important part of your business that is going to help retain those customers while adding new customers and allowing your business to continue to grow with value and intention. So let's go ahead and dive into some of these examples. Um, the first one is to personalize your customer experience. Now with our Etsy store, the very first thing that we do when we, when we know that we've made a sale is that we immediately send out a message. And it may be, you know, a pre-written message that we send to everybody, but we make sure to personalize it. We make sure to add in their name. Um, make sure to add in their product, whatever it was that they bought, whether it was a t-shirt or a pair of um, workout leggings or uh, a baby onesie. And we make sure to let them know that we're going to communicate with them all the way through the process. So if there's anything, um, you know, where their order is not being shipped, a lot of our items are print on demand, which means that as soon as it's order is when it's actually printed. And it takes a couple of days. And from that point, then um, the manufacturer will ship it out for us, which is here in the U.S. And they make sure that it makes it to its destination with tracking information and such. But I still personally follow every one of those tracking numbers. And I want to make sure that that item arrives at the, the appointed time, if not sooner. And so that really helps me to be able to go and check on a daily basis, just check the system, see where it's at. And when I see that it's been delivered... I go ahead and send a message letting them know, hey, I saw that your item was delivered. Please feel free to contact us if you have any questions or concerns. Uh, we really appreciate you trusting our shop and shopping with us. And so just for shopping with us, here is a lifetime uh, discount of 10% off. You can use this link for this code anytime you want, as long as we are not running a sale, um, because those two will you know, conflict with one another. And so that customer knows that now you are, we want you to be our lifetime customer. We want you to keep coming back. We want you to come back and shop for other people. We want you to share your link with other people on social media. And so it goes back to the one of the things that we truly believe the more you give, the more you have. And so it doesn't hurt to give that 10% off. It doesn't hurt to run those 15, 20, 25% sales when we know that um, these customers appreciate it. They appreciate that we, the way that we treat them, and they continue to send us more customers. And so we're really not losing. We may experience a, a smaller amount of sales, but we have taken the time to personalize that sale 
which um, really holds on to them. Another way of personalizing um, is that you'll see that let's use the coffee, the coffee um, shops and baristas, for instance, I believe Starbucks may have started it. But um, when you go into a coffee shop and they, they write your name on the side of your cup and when your drink is ready, they call your name out. That is a simple personalization within a company that has really made that experience or that interaction more personal than the others. To know that um, someone is calling your name, and in turn, if you are a regular customer, they actually get to know you by name because there's that repetition that is happening. And so that thing that you have made the norm within your company that may be different from others is what sets you apart and also helps your employees really engage and get to know the customers that are coming to them um, so that that interaction is always on a personal level. You know, I talk a lot about the um, the days when I was working at Walmart in the um, online grocery pickup department, and it was such a joy to get to know my customers. And I know for a fact, just standing outside waiting for them, and wait, and as they pulled up saying, well, good morning, Miss So-and-so, they may have not um, known that at the moment I, I didn't quite know their name or remember their name, but because I had a handheld that was telling me which order was, um, which person was coming to pick up their order, I was able to address them by their first name or their last name. Um, and I always got a big smile because of that. And it was so simple instead of saying, you know, what is your name? Um, what is it that you're picking up? I was able to say, well, good morning, Miss So-and-so or Mr. So-and-so. And if it wasn't correct, they would correct me. Oh, no, 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 no. You're talking about my mom. You're talking about my, my aunt. I'm picking up for them. Here's the order number or whatever it was. But it was just taking the time to shift in the way that I interacted with them that in the end, I ended up having a lot of um, reoccurring customers that just really filled my, my day with joy to make me feel like they were more excited to see me than I was to see them. And although that may have not been the truth, it still made me feel important as if I were trying, uh, doing my best to make a difference for the company that I worked for. Didn't matter what it was, what I was, you know, who I was serving, what I was selling. Um, but those tiny little changes to just personalize that experience makes a huge difference for your company and the growth of your company. The next one is um, being present in every way possible. Now, I know that as companies have grown once again and have gotten so large, um, it, it can be hard sometimes as the owner or the CEO of those companies to really engage with everybody. And that's why it's important to train our team, you know, to interact with them on those personal levels like we just talked about in the first point. But being present at any opportunity that you possibly can, remembering back in the day when you could walk into a general store or a clothing store and actually see the CEO walking the floors, see the boss, the store manager um, interacting with their employees and even complimenting them in front of the customers or having engaging in a conversation with the customer and the employee um, was a huge deal. And so I can't tell you how 
um, wonderful it is when I call some of these other businesses, um, maybe to inquire about a service or just to offer my services or whatever it may be. Maybe somebody referred me to them and, um, and I'm just looking forward to networking with them and seeing what I can do to help their company to actually have the CEO or, um, the, the store manager or the person that is at the very top still answering that phone and still saying, um, you know, hello, this is uh, so-and-so vice president of, and it just shows you a huge difference from that company to many other companies that don't have that same interaction with their people. Um, I believe it is very important for CEOs and don't take this the wrong way, but CEOs and, and, um, store managers and supervisors to stay grounded. And when I say grounded, I don't mean, you know, always having to come down to a certain level. They, they still have to uphold their position and their authority and, um, carry the vision of that place. But every once in a while, be grounded, come back to where you started, to where you began, um, because it's in those moments that you really get to impart into the people that are doing the thing today that you do, that you did yesterday, um, and have an opportunity to train them or to teach them something or to remind them of something that has to do with your vision. Those moments are so valuable. Um, they're treasured. And whether you think, whether you think so or not, they are treasured. There's nothing like having the person who started this whole thing, this whole vision, this whole company stand there and speak words of wisdom and knowledge of what it is that they've been through to you as an employee. Um, and you be able to receive that and run with it. There is, there are, there is power in those words. All right. This next one is huge. Welcome customer feedback. And I know we all look forward to those reviews and let me, let me say it even stronger. We all look forward to those positive reviews. We want to hear all the good things, all the wonderful things. Tell us how great we are. Tell us how much you loved our product. Tell us, you know, tell the world what we did for you uh, to make you feel good. But in the same way, we have to be ready to receive those negative um, reviews and feedback. And we have to receive it with grace and remembering that we're not perfect. Some days may be harder than others. We may have had a moment. Um, our employees may have had a moment. And that's okay because it, that can be taken and used um, as a teaching moment. And so um, I can't tell you how many times I've been cussed out in a drive how many times I have been uh, told that I don't know what I'm doing. Um, I need, I don't need to be where I'm at. And this is just throughout the years of working retail and, and um, other jobs that it, it can be trying and you can get to a point where you really want to snap back. But being able to just take a step back instead of snapping back, let's take a step back and let's say, you know what, um, let me go ahead and fix this for you. I apologize if it didn't go the way as planned, or I apologize if we didn't have that thing, that necessary thing that you needed. I apologize if, you know, your order was incorrect, but let's go ahead and fix that. And having the patience and operating with some grace and extending grace to them as well, because you don't know what that customer has been through 
throughout the day. And a lot of people will say, well, that's not my problem. And it's not your problem. But you in your position have given yourself to serve that customer. That is your job. And so it doesn't mean that we have to be, you know, knocked around and and thrown to the ground and, and called every bad word in the book. But there is a way to interact and to change that situation. Um, going back to Etsy, there was a particular review that we received one day. And um, we have a five-star review rating on our store. Every customer has been so kind and so understanding. Um, we have had orders get lost from the manufacturer. And when I call them up, they are quick to send out another another item. Um, no charge, no extra charge to the customer, no extra charge to us. And so I love working with them. But um, they, as our partner, help us to handle that situation. And our customers are always so grateful. Instead of complaining about it, they, they're understanding that things like that happen. Things get lost. Maybe they get delivered to the wrong uh, location, the wrong property. But, um, but we fix it. Now, in another case, I did have a very negative review saying that um, our item was not delivered to the person. Um, it never made it. It didn't make it on time because they needed it for a particular event or a uh, trip that they were going on. Um, also stated that we refused to give them a refund. Uh, we refused to send out another pair of um, these pants that were ordered. And so I very gracefully interacted with the customer and said, listen, we have a return policy. It is way beyond the return policy. You did see that when you ordered it. But on top of that, we always try to make things right. But I also have screenshots and um, tracking numbers that show and indicate that it was delivered to you, delivered to you way before the date that was expected. And we are now almost two months past that date. And so had they contacted me immediately to let me know that it did not arrive, we would have most certainly, even out of our own pocket, ordered another pair for that customer and had it sent to them. Now, going back and forth, showing the proof of what we had and saying, you know, in, in every case, we always try to make things right. Um, but you did not contact us. She ended up still leaving somewhat of a skewed comment, but she changed it to a five star. And so, you know, I just told her I appreciate you understanding, um, you know, and we hope that you'll continue to shop with us in the future and give us another try. And so that interaction right there really made a huge difference because we knew we hadn't done anything wrong. Um, on her side, we don't know why the item for some reason didn't make it to her, although it did make it to the address. But we had to kind of navigate through that a different way. And in the end, you know, we, we were able to leave it as it was and say, okay, we still got a five-star review. So things like that can be worked out. We don't have to run from the negative feedback. We don't have to, you know, clench our teeth and hope that we don't have to deal with somebody who is difficult or, um, you know, maybe just not happy at the moment. But there is a way to get through those. And it's just remembering who you are as that, um, as that owner, that business owner, that store owner, whatever it is that you provide, the service, and knowing that um, sometimes we may have to take a loss. It's not always our fault, but, you know, 
what is it that we're trying to relate to that customer about our business? Because they are a lot of our, our marketing. They're a lot of our uh, word of mouth. And so as long as they leave happy, we continue to get more business. We continue to be able to serve more people. Okay, this next one is um, hiring individuals that have superb skills. That can be a tough one because we don't really know exactly what all of our employees are capable of. And I teach that on a whole other section of our training. But really taking the time to get to know them, and I don't have to say this over and over and over, but just the communication and the relationship building, being able to interact with our employees, um, asking questions. A lot of our interview processes are so quick these days because people just need to fill a spot. And then we end up with a high turnover rate. But take the time to really sit and to dive deep with with some good questions. And maybe we'll go over that on another day, things that we can actually ask in an interview process. But asking those questions that will, that will make a difference where you truly have an understanding of this person, where they have come from, where they are now, and where they hope to be. Those three past present and future are so important and it's so left out nowadays um, knowing our people and and who they are both past present and future so I'm gonna leave that one right there because there's a whole lot more that we can go into but being but getting those those employees in place that you want to work for your company that is a very important point Okay, the next one is um, knowing your product inside out. Now, this may seem like I'm talking to the owners and, and just thinking that you have no idea what you're selling. That is not the case. It's knowing your product inside out, exactly what it is that you sell, and being able to relay that to your employees the best that you can. Because as we talked about last week with different learning styles, and, and I'm I don't mean to throw this in there because it's going to add a whole lot more to think about. But there are different ways that people learn. And so when we are training and teaching our employees, sometimes we can be the best business owner ever. We can know how to run the business inside out for ourselves, but we may not know how to teach others. And I have seen this. I have seen some of the most intelligent people in their industry and what it is they know, I mean, the knowledge that they hold in their head regarding what it is that they, that they do and what they run is amazing, but they don't know how to teach other people. They know how to do it themselves, but they don't know how to teach. And so sometimes, um, I think when we hear this about knowing your product inside out, it's knowing how to describe and explain what it is that you do. Um, in a way that others can grab it because even our customers may have a hard time understanding what it is that we have. Um, also thinking about how many times our product may change, not the product itself, but the technology or um, the updates or the different things that we add to um, our particular product or service that may get to be a little confusing sometimes or hard to grasp. Let me give you the perfect example. And as I was going through um, this particular point, I thought of one of the places that I worked years ago. And um, 
it was definitely just a retail job. I needed to make it, you know, earn some income to help with the family bills and such. I worked for Columbia Sportswear. And if you're familiar with that company, it is, um, that company is loaded with technology. It, it was definitely something hard for me to learn. Um, I worked at a very huge outlet store for this particular company. And, um, so when you talk about, and it was in an area, you know, a huge tourist area. So you talk about people from all countries coming to shop at our store, um, countries, I mean, like, um, Argentina, uh, you had, um, Japan, China, uh, they're just everywhere. We had customers from everywhere. And so being able to communicate with them, first of all, was really tough. You know, um, they would just kind of nod their head and okay, you know, it it looks good to me. But then we had the customers that came in that wanted, they were looking for something specific. And if you're not familiar with Columbia Sportswear, I would urge you to go look at their website. But we had to know all five of their technology systems. Um, and I still didn't know everything when I left that place, but they had a warm, dry, cool, protected, and footwear. Five different technologies, and every technology had a breakdown. And so when you talked about the warm technology, there was insulation. Um, it was reflective so that it could reflect the sun off of you, um, you know, which was really great wear for if you were um, going to be, you know, in the cold weather, it would help to insulate and hold in the heat. Um, the other thing was, and even under that we had where it was double walled and I'm talking about shirts and jackets and, um, all kinds of wear pants. They were double walled. They had what was called turbo down, omni heat. Omni was one of those big words. Um, and then we would get into the dry, which was more of a waterproof material. It was a wicking material. So if you sweat a lot, it would help to dry quickly. Um, that was called, that was another Omnitech. There was a cool technology. And the cooling was um, literally, you could wear a shirt that would cool your body as you sweat so that if you were going hiking, I mean, it was just amazing how they created these materials to work like this. The protected one was to protect you from wind, rain, and stains and um, you know, so that the, if you spilt juice or wine or whatever on your clothes, it would just roll right off. It didn't stain your clothes whatsoever, um, protect you from the sun. And then we had, um, the footwear. I loved Columbia footwear. I still do. And if you look in our closet, you will still find Columbia shirts, hiking shirts and everything else from 10, 15, almost 15 years ago. And it is made to last. And so when I talk about knowing your product or your service inside out and being able to relay that information to the people who work for you, but in a way that they can retain that and hold that information and be excited about what it is that they are selling and providing to these customers, um, I got excited every time I had to to talk to a customer. I didn't like the register aspect of it, but I could go out on the floor and, you know, help them find exactly what they needed because the person who trained me was so excited about it. And the person who trained me had come from so many other Columbia stores where they had learned from the main store 
um, and had actually met the owner. And it was just to, to get that energy from that person because they got it from the person above them, the person above them. The passion that was in this company structure was amazing. And it probably still is. But that is one of the bigger ones is, is really knowing what it is that you have that gold, you know, those, those precious stones that you're holding in your hand. And what is it that you have to offer the customer? How can you train those beneath you, um, to know how valuable that is so that they can give that same excitement when they're on the the sales floor or dealing with the customer, being able to share with them with the same passion that you have. Um, that is a big one. The next one is, um, just to never underestimate the value of your current customers. We get so caught up in trying to bring on new people, make new sales, find new clients, that we have to really take care of the customers that are currently with us because a lot of times we wouldn't be where we are if it wasn't for them giving us a chance to serve them in the first place. Um, taking care of... And, and seeing the value in your current customers is also what brings you, when we were talking about the, the feedback, it's also what brings you those new customers. Being able to have someone refer you because they trust you, because you did exactly what you said. You know, one thing that my dad always says is um, to under-promise and over, over-produce. And I love that because he has always been a man of his word to his customers. He always tells them exactly what it is based off of what they need to get done um, on the project that they have um, contracted him for. So he will under promise, I can get this, 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 and this done, knowing that he, he may be able to do more than that, but he's only going to tell them based off of what the actual job is. But he always goes above and beyond and always adds to that. He always gives them that little bit of extra because he wants them to understand how much he appreciates their business, but at the same time, he loves what he does. And so he's able to produce more um, in that time. But if you give them too much at the beginning and you can't fulfill it, then that right there will cause those problems between you and that customer relationship. And that leads into the next point, which is don't make promises that you can't keep. You don't want to tell somebody that you can do something if you know that that is, may not be a possibility, just go ahead and stick to what it is that you know can be completed and add that thing on when it comes time. When it's time to, to really um, finalize that project, overproduce, give them that extra. It goes back to that, that principle that I stand by. The more you give, the more you have. So the more you give to your customers, you're not losing anything. You're giving them value. You're giving them something that another company couldn't have given them. And so when you don't make promises that you can't keep, you promise to do what it is that you said you're going to do, but you, you offer more value and you give more to them, then how much more are they going to, first of all, appreciate who you are, give you that positive feedback, reform, re, refer more customers, and call you back for another job? And I have seen that time and time again with my dad. He has so many repeat customers. I mean, they are consistently calling on him with whatever project they need done in their home um, because of who he is and what he offers and how he, pro he produces what he says he's going to do.
I cannot say enough about that. Also, another way to look at that, don't make promises that you can't keep, is someone comes to you and asks if you can um, get something done or finalize or they want to know why something wasn't done and you're answering them. Even if you don't, if you don't know the answer to their question, don't offer up um, information that you're not sure about. It is okay to stop and say, you know what, I'm not quite sure about that, but let me go find out. Or let me check on that and I'll get back with you. And then keep your word and get back with them. But don't give them a canned answer. Don't give them, you know, some type of information just to, to brush them off or shoo them away. But take the time to be honest. You know, I'm not quite sure. Um, I haven't looked into that yet. Um, I don't know if our policy states that. But let me go look into it and I will find the answer for you. That is a promise that you can keep. I will go and find an answer for you, but give me a moment. Let me get back to you. Another one that's pretty simple is educate your customers. Take the time to really sit and explain to them because for people like me, it takes multiple times for me to hear something. I have to have the repetition. I've said that over and over again. That is my learning style. And so Sometimes our customers, they may just be trusting. Okay, sure, fine, go ahead. But um, we want to make sure that we're educating them, that we're really explaining to them what it is that we're doing, that we're offering, that we're providing, especially with our services. Um, Products are usually, you know, they know what they're buying. Um, They know if they're coming in and, and purchasing yard lawn equipment or they're purchasing, you know, a certain type of um appliance, they've probably done their research and kind of know, or maybe somebody has told them, hey, go get this brand. It's going to be great. So that's a referral. But if you have any type of knowledge of something as far as a particular thing or a service, offer it up. They will be so grateful you took the time to do that. Um, One of the examples I can use is we love going to uh, one of the local farmer's markets that has a nursery. And so we'll go and get our plants, um, you know, when we're ready to, to, uh, put our, get our garden in, in order for the year. And, um, we love looking at fruit trees. Now, if you go to a nursery here in Florida, you're going to find fruit, uh, orange trees galore. You're going to find that they are not just regular oranges. They're going to be mandarin oranges, pineapple oranges, navel oranges, um, Oh my goodness, I can't, there's oranges that are, that are, have lime in them. It's just amazing how many different very variations of oranges there are. Or you might want a plain mango tree and you're going to find out there's going to be so many varieties of mango. And it really matters because some mangoes are more fibrous than others, you know, and some people don't like eating mangoes that have fibers. And so every time we've gone, we've always had someone really take the time to share with us the difference between the trees, um, the different times of the years that they will produce, bloom and produce, which is so important as well, because if you think all mango trees produce, you know, from March to June, and you find out the one that you have produces from July to September, whatever it may be, um, you're going to be sitting there wondering why your tree isn't producing. And then you find out later that it's, it's a different variety that produces later in the year. So, um, that's one of the things that we so appreciate 
the, you know, the people that are out there every single time, taking the time to really educate us on what it is that we're buying. So that's very important as well. And then the last thing that I want to talk about um, before we, we move on is to be unique and memorable. And I'm going to go back to the Etsy store on this one because one of the things that we love is that when our customers do come to us and they say, some of them will send us a message right away. Um, we have a couple of things on our store that are um, pirate themed. We went on several Disney cruises over the past years, um, right before the pandemic hit. And so, you know, people who go on Disney cruises know that there's a pirate theme going on there. They're going to have the pirate uh, party at night and um, everything else. And so we have a couple of things that are themed that way. And so people will comment and they'll say, oh my goodness, I love these pirate pants or leggings. Um, you know, I want to make sure that they're going to fit because I'm getting ready to go on a Disney cruise. When I see those words, I light up and I just want to interact with them as much as possible with whatever they need. And I immediately, I personalize it and I make it memorable because they always come back and appreciate that. And I'll say, oh yes, let's go ahead and look over the size chart. Um, you know, if you can do a quick measurement at home, I can help you try to pick the one that you think might, you know, that we may think will fit the best. And um, I really hope you enjoy your Disney cruise. That is one of our favorite things to do. Uh, we've been on several and you are going to have such a great time. And immediately they respond with, oh my goodness, wow, this is our first one. We're so excited. And they get into this little short conversation. It doesn't have to be long, but we'll go back and forth with maybe about four or five messages. And believe it or not, sometimes we'll get a message after their cruise saying, Thank you so much. Everybody on the boat loved my pants. They were asking where I got it from, where I got them from. And we love to hear stories like that. It doesn't take but a minute to interact with your customers and to really add that personal element um, by sharing with them some things that you relate with them on without telling your whole life story. And so um, those are memories that, they'll, that they will always carry with them with our Etsy store. And that's such a wonderful thought, you know, to have. We can do that with all of our businesses. We can do that with every, whatever product it is that we have or service. We can build those memories and those un unique moments with our customers. It may not be with all of them, but with the ones that, that we do have that opportunity, grab hold of it and take it because they are going to remember that for a very long time. And so, y'all, there are so many other things we can talk about with customer service. Um, I know I've, I've shared some of my personal experiences with different customers and um, different moments that I've had with them in the past episodes. And maybe we can revisit some of those on another episode here in the future. But I really hope that what was shared today is something that will help you in your business. Just to remember how important our customers really are. They are not just a customer. They're not just a number. They are a face and a heart that trusts us, whether we know their name or not. We may know some of them and some we may never see again, but they are still so important. Why? Because they invested in us. They invested in our vision, in our dream, in the thing that we created. And so wouldn't you think that we should give them some of that love back, especially because they trusted us?
And so that is it for me today, you guys. Um, we will meet back here on Friday for Faithfield Friday, another teachable Tuesday episode next week. You guys have a wonderful day. God bless.